Hello and welcome to the Healed Approach podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Heald, workplace wellbeing and leadership consultant. The aim of this podcast is to bring the human back into leadership. It's about how success depends on healing, connection and better relationships because these are really key to well-being. You will find an open, honest and vulnerable approach that will inspire and motivate you on your business journey because fundamentally, well-being and leadership all come down to human connection. This is the real key to happier humans and better business outcomes. I really hope that you enjoy the show. Hi there and welcome to another episode of the Healed Approach podcast and today I am joined by Vivian Joy. Now let me get this right, Vivian is a mindset reset expert and I'm really excited about this conversation today because I think it's going to be really, really valuable for for you guys because Vivian helps business owners work out who they really are underneath all of the fear and the conditioning to be brave enough to find and fulfill their real life purpose. So I think what Vivian doing is so much aligned with kind of what I'm doing. Obviously, she's doing it on a one to one basis. So on that note, Vivian, do you want to introduce yourself? Let us know a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. I absolutely do. Thank you for having me, Rebecca. Um, I actually do it in all sorts of ways, not just one-to-one. I run masterminds, I've run retreats, I've got a book, I've got all sorts of ways. It's okay. Um, Actually, I like doing one-to-one stuff, though, because you really get to the root of things. So um, I'm what they call a deep structure NLP coach. So um, I help people to really understand what's going on inside of themselves, whereas some coaches are working on the external stuff like behaviours and, you know, habits and traits and kind of, you know, success and stuff like that. So I do all that, but the most important thing is to understand what What's stopping you because otherwise yes. you're fighting yourself there's nothing worse than being in that battle in your own head from your conscious and unconscious because you're never going to win if you're in battle there's always going to be one part of you that loses and it could be your you know age-old belief system that's been created from childhood or it could be your conscious now so getting those two aligned helping you understand who you really are who you are now uh, not who you were like 10 years ago or who everybody else wants you to be or who you think you should be really really important and then you can find the skills to build your business build your career build your relationships your life your health whatever it is health wealth you know all those things um because a lot of the time people are living someone else's life yeah i love that and i think you've, you've hit the nail on the head there and when i first started out in nutrition i that was very much my approach as well it was like it's not about diet plans it's not about you know why you're not being able to eat this way or move in that way it's about all of that stuff underneath well I say it's not about why it is about the why it's it's not about the how it's about the why yeah it's about what what are the things what are the the limiting beliefs the conditioning the things that you've been told your whole life that are holding you back that are you know that that really are leading you to behave in the way that you are um, yep. That's why the diet industry is so huge because it it literally just tries to stick a plastic sticking plaster over it. Um, and so the business the business industry is the same. Like yes. there's lots of you know blueprints and quick fixes. Do this six week program and then six figures. Is like it's exactly the same concept of doing some of the diets which we won't mention. So it's the same concept. Rather than understanding what's causing the problem, getting to the root, into the deeper structures of what's going on, it's about just healing the outside. Um, and that is never going to work long term. 
as you probably know, and I know, I've been on a diet yo-yo my whole life. So till you fix the stuff inside, the outside stuff is always going to be the problem. You know, it's going to look, the, the rest of the world sees that, but inside is how you feel. So, yeah, Absolutely. so I've been, doing, I've been doing that for a long, long time. Uh, I've been coaching, certifying, training and mentoring coaches, consultants, therapists um, for um, about eight years now. So um, I've been doing NLP for 30 years. Wow. Now looked at to all the listeners, uh, they're probably just gathering now. But uh, yeah, so I'm 51 and I, I discovered NLP when I was quite young by accident for a company I worked for, um, neuro-linguistic programming. So it changed the life of everybody that did that at that time. And for me, it's always stuck with me. So I certified and qualified fully in it um, in, the, um, in 2015. And since then, I've helped thousands of people understand who they are and recreate a career and relationships and their own identity to uh, to go and do and be who they want to be so yes it's very powerful and it comes from the fact that i've been and had several I've been in business 20 years and had businesses that i didn't really like or that weren't right or i just thought well that's a good idea the first one being um a business where i you know love this bought and sold sugar-free diabetic and low-carb products oh wow <laughs> right when the atkins diet arrived so i kind of got onto the atkins diet i lost about four stone myself and thought oh i want some chocolate and i remember going online and finding atkins the website and it took a month for the products to arrive. It cost a lot of money. It cost about £50. I mean, we're going back into 2002 now, so a long time ago. And I thought, well, there must be loads of people doing this diet that want this food. So I went and found all the manufacturers, sourced them, started importing them and selling them in the UK and delivering in the UK. So I had my first six, so a quarter million pound business um, back there in 2002 when the internet was only just a thing. The whole, oh, it's never going to last. You know, I used to use Google ads and they used to send me presents, Google did, because I was one of their top clients. So, you know, wow. back in the day. So I'm kind of time served in the way of helping people build their business from the ground up. None of this just qualified, did a course and I've managed it myself and now I'm going to help others. It's been, you know, a labor of love. I worked for advertising agencies, design agencies, marketing agencies. I've kind of been through all of that. So, you know, right from the, you know, the core structures of who you are and how you help people and how you market yourself have never changed. Just some of the methodologies are a bit different now with the online world. So yes, I love it. It's brilliant. So somebody comes to me and they don't know what they want to do or they've got a business idea and they don't know how to start it or they've started and haven't really started. They're still in startup and they don't know what to do or they know what they should be doing and they're still not doing it because they're terrified. Um, they're the kind of people I love to help. So yeah, that's my I love journey. This. I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, that whole, yeah. Well, this is it. Oh, scary. Pushing that send button is really scary because uh, you don't know what someone's going to think at the end. No, and I think that's super important because I think that's that's exactly what this is about. This is what this podcast is about. It's about helping people to heal and reconnect with themselves so that they can really go out into the world and make their mark. Because, like, like you said, like with diet culture, business, you know, you you literally are you're brainwashed, aren't you? And it almost paralyzes you. So yeah. I think having someone that can facilitate, I mean, if I'd have had someone like you years ago, I would have set my business up years ago. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, on TV now, probably, I would imagine, Rebecca. Uh, but it's, um, it's that whole, we taught at school, you know, in all countries, actually, to fit in. We'll have to wear yes. the same uniform. We'll have to go and learn the same, be the same. We're, we're judged on criteria of knowing the same. We're in this kind of nice uniformity. And the trouble is when you get older and you start a business, the worst thing you can do is fit in 
because nobody can find you. Nobody can see you. Nobody thinks that you're anything special. It's the worst thing that can happen. So we're fighting our natural conditioning when we start a business of standing out and being ourselves, being vulnerable, being visible, you know, uh, showing the truth and all that kind of stuff is really not how we've been brought up. Um, so, yeah, we're fighting that whole staying safe and fitting in and then standing out and being special. It's a really, really strange, um, yeah, strange dynamic. And I think all business owners, especially women, and I work mainly with women. Actually, I think it's because women know when they really, really need some help. It's a bit like when many directions will usually ask. Whereas not everybody does. Let's just leave it there. Um, so we uh, we know when we need some. You know what I'm saying here? Uh, we know when we need some help and we know when we are in our own way. And uh, we need to get some help because otherwise you're just asking yourself the same questions. It goes yeah. something like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do it? I know I need to do this. I know I should do this. And I know I should have that conversation or I should change that or my pricing is not quite right. And then we don't do anything. So we go round and round in the same circle of what's wrong with me. Why can't I do this? Everybody else is doing this. So you need somebody to understand, help you understand what's going on, ask you different questions so you get different answers. So that's essentially what coaching is. And I think a lot of the world doesn't really know what coaching is. I think most no, people think training don't. and mentoring and coaching are all the same thing, and they're very different. So I do all of they them. They are very different. Very, very they long times. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. They are very me. different, and they, they, they all serve a different – because I when I'm working with organizations, I offer them all. I offer coaching, I offer mentoring, and I offer training. And they all serve a very different function, a very different purpose. But, yeah, yeah. like you say, not everybody understands that. Um, yeah. it makes, no, makes most, people, most people think so they'll say oh I've got a business coach and I'll say oh good so what are they coaching you on oh, they're, they're teaching you how to create email automations and say oh they're not coaching me then they're training you or they yeah. might be mentoring yeah. you or they might be supporting you and helping you implement that's not coaching and I think most people don't really understand that and I, I think people think that training is the answer but the trouble is you can have all the training and all the skills in the world but if your brain is saying eh, eh, it just becomes even worse because you think well I didn't know how to do it, so I went and learned, and I'm still not doing it. What the hell is wrong with me? That is how it goes in the head. And the more and you do that, you're imprinting that I'm no good at this. I'm no good at business. I can't do marketing. I hear this all day long. Um, so, yeah, skills are not the answer. Oh, and I love that. And that is exactly why I wouldn't just offer a training program. because, And this is what – this is kind of almost this, – this is brilliant because this is what I'm trying to get through with my wellbeing programs in organizations. I'm, I'm saying, you know, your teams don't need – to know, to know about nutrition, to know about exercise, to know, you know, they don't need workshops on mental health necessarily. What they need is they need the culture to change. They need to feel safe and like they belong and that they can be themselves and that they can, you know, that that's going to help them to then implement all of the behavioral stuff further down the line, you know? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ends. most people haven't got a clue who they are or what they're doing or why they're doing it they're just going through the same behavior patterns uh, 80 percent of what we think each day is exactly the same we think yeah. the same thoughts 80 percent until something comes into our onto our radar where we have to think about something different um but most of the time same thing same routine same habits feeling good or bad just going through the same emotions most of us most of the population so yeah um i've worked out after doing this for many many years there's three reasons why people don't do things um, one is because they haven't got the skills, so that could be. They could be ripe and ready and they go and probably do an online course or they find a YouTube video. Um, the other one is that they are scared. So we haven't got yes. the skills, or we're scared. Most of it is scared, scared of failure, scared of success, scared of trying. And then the final one is it's not valuable enough. So for yes. us to do anything different and keep away, keep out of our known zone or the safe zone, as people call it, I call it the known zone. It's like here we are, we know what it's like over here. 
So actually, mm, the new stuff that we want to do, we don't know its value. Otherwise, we would do it. Like, it, you know, I remember years and years ago, I had on my list of things to do, writing a blog. And I remember looking at it every every day going, oh, yeah, I really should write a blog. And I remember somebody saying to me, why? Why would you bother? And I was like, oh, I don't really know. I hadn't thought about that. And when I really thought about it, I thought, well, some people like to read. There's lots of keywords. It'd be really good for my website. Is I can send it to people so they get an idea of who I am. And as soon as I started it, it became really valuable. It became like the most valuable part of my business. And I look back at that version of me all those years ago and think, I just hadn't built it into being valuable enough because I was never going to do it. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work if it's not valuable. It's the same as losing weight. If there's no value to it, people won't do it. So it's either not valuable enough, we don't have the skills, or we're scared. And sometimes it's all three, in which case you stand no chance of getting out your own way. (laughs) You'll be stuck there forever. (laughs) (laughs) Say stand no chance, just maybe a little bit more work. I like like what you said, though, about it not being valuable enough, because I talk a lot about this as well. I talk about kind of shifting your value hierarchy. You know, once you, once you, but very often you can't really shift your value hierarchy until something in your life changes or you have a different experience or, you know, it it sometimes takes something like that to change it. But then once that does, that will change your behaviors and maybe motivate you to do the things that you, you've really wanted to do. And I love, I do love, because the other thing I would say is one thing I wanted to, to touch on was when you, when you mentioned earlier about obviously how a lot of women know they want the help and they'll, they'll, they'll seek it. Um, but one thing I'll say is because I, I, I actually have ended up working probably with more men throughout my career than I have women, ironically. But what I'll say is though, the men that have come to me and work with me are, the, are ones that have been brilliant leaders and been real kind of game changers in, within their industry and, and with what they're doing. Because I think that they're showing, although they're not showing necessarily that vulnerable, vulnerability to the outside world, they are bringing it into the coaching space. And also as well, I want you, you mentioned before about the difference between mentoring, training and coaching. And I think this sums up coach. I had a coaching session before this podcast with a client. And uh, as always, when, when he comes to it, he's a bit like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Over an hour later, I was like, we're going to have to wrap up. And he goes, this is the thing with you, Rebecca. He said, you always get me to talk. And that is really rare. And I said, I said yeah, but you always come to the conclusions. You always bring it back round. That's what coaching's about, right? Yeah. I call it client-centric coaching. So there's loads yes. of different, different types. Obviously, I teach direct coaching and help people understand the differences in all the different methodologies. So, um, you know, client-centric yeah. coaching is the, co- the, co- the client arrives and the coach is instinctive or intuitive or knows or has such a good rapport with the client that they can work it around to understand what's going on and, and, and read the, the unconscious patterns that are going on. Um, and then there's others that are program-based, like we're going to do this, we'll focus on that, like Wheel of Life stuff. There's lots of different. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I do a bit of everything really but yes I prefer the client-centric stuff because I really want the client to get what they really need not what they think they need but what they really need because your client yeah. probably walked up really thinking what I need is or I think I need is x and they come up going no oh, I really need yeah. that. yeah and I'm doing that in organizations <laughs> and it's yeah uh, well I used to uh, yeah I used to you yeah, really I need to go <laughs> never 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 do you know what i used to do a lot of training so i used to do a lot of leadership management development training using nlp as the basis so they all talk the same you know communication language but um my i do you know what i didn't like it this is a true story because there was always there was a say there was 12 people there was always 10 that were like yeah this is amazing it's going to help our staff and our teams we'll have a great time and there would always be at least one sometimes two 
with their arms folded thinking yeah no I don't yeah. think this is for me I was like I don't want that I want everybody that I work with in any way to be fully on board fully engaged open-minded curious and it you know there in the curious not that's the one that's yeah. the one yeah that's why yeah. I like to do a blended approach because yeah. like you say it can be going in and just doing one-off training yeah. or even a series of training sessions can be a bit like pulling teeth can't it but I want because this is the thing isn't it it's, it's kind of how do you get and I get asked this a lot you know how do you get buy-in and I'm like well that's why we do it in this way but I've learned and I'm still learning I am still learning you know because I've I've transitioned from doing kind of one-to-one stuff and um smaller um kind of workshops and training and stuff to to, to the more kind of corporate stuff and um it's interesting because I probably do I'm, I'm the opposite I prefer what I'm doing now but anyway I went, I did it the other way around I went from big groups to actually smaller kind of masterminds and different groups and one-to-one yeah. sort of, I call it all-in stuff so I mean I suppose it just depends what you're doing really um they're all as powerful um they're all as powerful depending on the needs of whoever you're there with you know um I think it's easier as a business if you're working with the corporates because they're paying. So it's a very different well, yeah. financial exchange than an individual it's, having to value themselves enough to pay for their own personal it's development. It's interesting you should say that because I found the opposite. <laughs> I, I found, I, I don't know if it's probably because of the way that I'm, you know, I think when it was my one-to-one stuff, because I was a bit different, you know, I was what I was offering was different. It, that that was quite easy for me and it never was it was never difficult to get business whereas because what I'm doing now in corporate with the well-being stuff at one there's a lot more competition but two people don't always get what I'm doing because it is so it's like I'm trying to get businesses to rethink how they're looking at well-being so it's going to take a bit of time I think but anyway I want to come back to because you you hit the nail on the head earlier but there's been so much amazing stuff that's come out of that um about like you said about pricing about money about money mindset because I think this is a massive thing for people that are setting out there you know especially women and I'm sorry to say you know but I do again I still think there are so many structures you know so much conditioning so many you know there's there's so much going on that holds women back I think from really being able although women can can command more money more now than they ever did 10 20 30 years ago they're not always getting it because of because of everything else that's going on so talk to me about money mindset yeah I think it starts from um it starts from years ago we've got like the you know ancestral wounds if you want to call them of how men were the main uh, earners and the women weren't etc and we have moved on a lot we have definitely moved on a lot in a lot of industries but I think a lot of it is to do with you know women will always be the ones having the babies in same-sex relationships they physically you know just date and have the baby so they are uh, naturally going to take time out time off and also prioritize motherhood most of them will prioritize motherhood not all being very generic here but so consequently from a money mindset point of view a woman in business she will usually be doing it for someone else not herself whereas actually um so whenever there's about whenever there's money the money is not for her so she'll never spend money on herself it's the last thing she'll spend money on so if she has spent 200 pounds she'll spend it on the kids the school uniform holiday i don't know whatever else trainers toys i don't know whatever so actually being able to value yourself as a woman and understand your part in the world and your business is a really really important piece of work um i myself had probably the worst money mindset i've encountered and i've done a lot of money mindset work um so i was my parents uh, they're 
deceased now. I was an only child and they both were compulsive gamblers. So I kind of really understood a lot about money as I started to work through my own stuff. And how, not that they, you know, abandoned me or did anything really bad and I didn't not eat or anything like that. But actually, I learned that I wasn't as important as, as gambling. So my self-worth, which is very much tied up in money, was very, very low. So I wouldn't think I was worth anything. So that showed up in relationships, in jobs. Oh, well, I'll accept the low salary. Oh, yeah, I'll buy the yeah. cheap clothes. Oh, yeah, I'll buy the ship food. So that showed up really a lot for me when I was younger. And it wasn't until I started to do the personal development work in my early 20s that I realized all of this, what this created. And I was worth lots more. I mean, I look at the first ad agency I worked for and they got me for a steal. I mean, I look, you know, if I look back at that, I, I mean, it was great for me. I had a great learning curve, worked some incredible brands, but actually they should have paid me way more. I mean, at least twice more than I, I was on. But actually, I accepted that. And I think a lot of women in business are just charging what, you know, everybody else is charging, or what they think they can get away with or what they earn in their salary, which, of course, when you're self-employed, is not how it works because you've got no guarantees of employment. You're doing all the roles of a business owner. It's not just that delivery of whatever you're selling or serving. So, um, yeah, the money mindset is a critical part piece of work to help understand, you know, historical kind of flaws and ceilings around money, you know, what it's safe to earn. So if you come from working class background, which I did, you know, I remember when I hit about 25, I was earning more than my dad. And I remember thinking, wow. I can't tell my dad I'm earning that because he's been working all his life, really skilled, very talented guy, very manual, like, you know, manual job. He was a builder. And now I'm earning more for sitting on my bum and speaking on the phone, like literally in my nice suit with my nice company car in my nice office. And I'm like, you know, half his age. So I remember thinking that dynamic of I'll be out of rapport with my family if I start to earn more money. So we've got loads of like limitations. So I say the ceiling of how much we can earn, um, you know, and that grows up in a lot of women of I can't earn more than my husband or what would my friends think if I'm, you know, off, you know, holidaying in the Seychelles six months of the year, you know, and they're struggling to go to, you know, one the Tenerife for a week like we start to have a class divide we start to not fit in remember the fitting in and standing out we start to break rapport with everything we've known and, and all the people that are in that world so you know during that that kind of shift and change as a business owner everything has to shift and change you'll find the friendship groups will change even if you don't want them to you know the perception from your family I'm coaching a guy later on tonight actually um whose problem is he's sold his business for, and he's made a lot of money and now all his family are on the tape I mean, literally like, oh, you can take us on holiday. You can pay for dinner. He's like, hang on a minute. I was the one working 18 hours a day while you were sitting in the pub. You know, like, it's yeah. like a very different And I think a lot of people are quite scared of that subconsciously. I'm not saying they consciously think, oh, if I earn money, yeah, my dad would that. They yeah. subconsciously, um, so they keep themselves playing small, not earning as much as they're probably worth, not charging it, and never really knowing their worth, not pushing themselves to their limits, you know, their outer limits and beyond um, and of course, you know, next new level, new devil, as they say in coaching, when you hit another level, you hit another set of beliefs that are going to limit you and, and, you know, challenge you. So yeah, money's a big deal. Money's a big deal. And there's so many really talented and, you know, I see a lot of coaches that come towards me that have done a coach certification, not with me, I hasten to add, and they haven't got any clients. So they think they're rubbish at coaching. I'm like, no, no, it's not that you're rubbish at coaching. You're crap at marketing you're not is the coaching part you're not even getting to do that i haven't got any clients yeah. the yeah. marketing and understanding and your positioning and your selling yourself is the problem not your coaching now i don't know if you're a good coach or not but actually the problem you've got here is not the coach so people then go and get a job so they go through you know retraining and then they never get to use their skills because they can't actually run the business or start it 
So yeah, money, money mindset are very much self-worth money mindset, very much intrinsically together. But we talk about money because that's the end result. It's a bit like dieting is weight loss, not about changing how you eat. It's exactly the same concept. Um, that's the if you if you're listening to this, watching this, and you have any struggles like that, then you need to get to the bottom of what's causing that. And I can tell you, it'll be something really simple. It's never a big thing. It's a tiny little thing. Like uh, I coached a woman last week actually, whose problem was getting to the next level of earning, and it's because when she was at school. Um, she, one of her best friends, they were quite wealthy compared to her and her parents hated their parents. So she had a load of misconceptions around being liked if you're yeah. rich because her parents didn't like this wealthy family. So, you know, all stuff from childhood, of course, um, possibly wasn't even real, just her perception of it way back then. So yeah. once we reset that, hence the Mindset Reset Expert, once we went and found it and reset that belief, reset, got some more information and resources around it, she was able to realise what was true. Uh, and it was probably that the dad didn't like the other dad because he had a bit of car maybe or I don't know there could be all sorts of stuff but as a child we create all sorts of weird and wonderful beliefs that no we longer serves. No we do and um, it's interesting actually because I had a little bit of EDMR after my divorce because I they um, diagnosed me with PTSD and um, so yeah so <laughs> I um and that, that uh, we did a lot of work on that as well and kind of going back to memories and things and thinking, right, okay, you know, what, what has this, what belief has this created? How are you looking at this? Let's, let's change the way that, you know, you're remembering this because that's going to change your behaviours fundamentally. Um, yeah. So you're accessing different parts of the memory by, by the way the eyes move. Yeah, very powerful. Yeah, um, it was super yeah, powerful, powerful that was. Yeah, really powerful. It's really good. Yeah, really good process. Well done for finding it. Most people don't know no, these things. I, I, they trot through life like having problems and they just don't know that they can solve them really quickly and easily. And I think the thing is as well is that once you once you do once you start with one thing, once you start recognizing the limiting beliefs or you know, the stories that you're telling yourself in one area, you then start to develop the skills to see it in other areas and it can improve. And this is what I found in my own life. It's what I find when I'm coaching clients myself or working with clients myself is that they then begin to be, begin to unlock all of these, you know, these things that have been holding them back and they're able to improve their relationships, to improve their friendships, to, you know, walk away from toxic environments, to, you know, to, to get that confidence in the workplace. It's incredible. It's incredible to see. Because like you say, it's so, so simple yet not easy and i hear a lot you know actually i remember my dad god rest his soul um you know oh, i'm an old dog now i can't change but like, it's not true dad a yeah. change is just a decision it's just a momentary oh actually i'm not doing that anymore i'm not thinking that anymore I'm not feeling that anymore just a change but most people think they can't change oh i can't change now no it's embedded in me i've been doing this too long um yeah it's never never the case at all uh you know and if um you know if people desire it if it's valuable enough going back to it we will do it if it's valuable enough yeah yeah, yeah. exactly exactly um you know it's that kind of yeah that belief and then that determination i suppose but i mean that's amazing i think we feel like we've only just kind of scratched the surface and i'd love to kind of have you on again at another point and maybe talk about something a little bit more specific because i feel like you've got such a wealth of knowledge and you know and, and, and things that were really you know going to add so much value to, to everybody's life and of course you know you do want people to get in touch with you but I want to ask you one last question um before I do before I do ask you to share 
um, how people can contact you and if you've got any um, anything, any offers or anything on at the moment. But one thing is, what has your journey taught you about yourself? You've been very open and honest about things and I really appreciate that. But what would you say is the, the most powerful thing you've learned about yourself? About myself is that, um, well, I'm really resilient, been through a lot <laughs> without going into my, loads of my story, which no one really wants to hear all that unless you're a public speaker and then they really don't anyway. Um, but very resilient. And also the fact that we're never a finished article. I think, you know, I've been doing mindset yes. work in the personal development space for a very, you know, more than most people who are teaching it and doing it now. And there's still stuff where I have a day where I think, oh, man, like, oh, God, how has this happened? What's gone on? I think the difference is that actually having the tools and techniques to be able to get yourself out of it quicker. So a lot of people, you know, have a load of stuff happen in their life and they'll go down for days, weeks, months. Me, I'm like an hour of like, you know, full of inner tantrum child stuff going on. And then I'm like, OK, back to normal. Let's get myself into my adult state and get on with life. So, um, yeah, so that's probably the biggest journey. And also that actually you can do anything. You genuinely can do anything if you put your mind to it and you've got to want to, got to want to, because if it's not valuable enough, remember, if it's not valuable enough, you simply won't. Um, I've also learned to be attached to, to the things. So people talk about attachment, to be attached to the things I do want and detached from those I don't. So, for example, you know, I'm attached to my teeth. They're quite good considering I've used them a lot. Uh, I wouldn't not brush my teeth. I'm attached to the outcome. So therefore the process of brushing my teeth is absolutely normal. It's in my, it's my non-negotiable. And if you can yep. get other things yep. that you want in your life to be such attachments, i.e. they're so valuable, then you will do them. If not, you will find a way out. If you find a way or find a way out. So um, yeah, so finding who, what you need to be attached to, how you can get attached to it, how you can create those, you know, those habit stacks. Uh, to make sure you get things done is really powerful. And I think, like you've said there already that you've touched on, I think to be able to do that, you need to really know and understand yourself, don't you? And then once you do, uh, I was talking about this only today, sorry, but, you know, I was talking about, we'll talk about relationships. And it was like, until I really knew myself and what I wanted from life and knew my worth and my value, I, yeah, I wasn't able to, like you said, attach myself to the right things or the right people. So. And also just to add to it, congratulate yourself as well. You know, life's tough. We've yeah. got a lot of stuff coming towards us. And if we're really trying to have a different life, it's pretty hard work. It really is. So, uh, you know, reward yourself. I mean, you know, congratulate yourself. Re you know, retrospectively look at what's gone on in your world and go, I did that. I got through that. I achieved that. I got rid of that person. I attracted that person or got rid of that habit or created that business or you know learn from my mistakes like I'm a massive ongoing journey of fabulous learning it's like because you are um and so I think most people hate on themselves if they get it wrong or if they don't try so it's like once you take life as oh actually that didn't succeed how come let's do it again rather than oh my god I'm a failure it didn't work once you get into that space it's just a big game after that yeah and you can enjoy the your oyster we're the only one that put the limits on ourselves. Absolutely. Well, in society, of course. We well, don't have yes. to. Yeah. Don't have to it is. Well, it is. And I, I, I use the story of, you know, from a very young age, we literally tell children that not to listen to their own bodies when it comes to food. You know, come on, here's the aeroplane. We know, you know. It's so true. My, yeah. my wife, so my wife said to me earlier, I said, I'm really, I'm really struggling because I want to not have breakfast. And she says, well, why do you keep eating it? I said, because my mum made me do it. My, my yeah. mum made me do it. The irony of it was, my mum never ate breakfast. It's like, yeah. I, 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 
my adult self is now looking at that thinking, why didn't I ask that question as a 14 year old, like having to have breakfast, like, but mum, you don't eat breakfast. So yeah, lots and lots of things are ingrained because her mum probably told her to and her mum, you know, and the government told her to. Yeah. Same with everything, you know, you have to have your hair a certain way, at a certain age, you can't wear short clothes, you can't, there's loads and loads of restrictions uh, and things that we put on ourselves to fit in. Totally. But the thing is, you know, one thing I want to say is, again, congratulate yourself and, and definitely, you know, be your biggest cheerleader. Because one thing I will say is that we are innately, we're programmed to be accepted and to want to be, you know, part of the tribe. Because, you know, years and years and years ago, if you weren't, you know, as cavemen or, you know, our ancestors, if they were not, if they didn't belong to the tribe, the chances are they would end up being cast out and die. Does that make sense? So we, so we do have that, you know, that within us already to want to seek approval and to want to, but when you can begin to understand that and transcend it is when we can become powerful because we're not living in those conditions anymore. You know, we're not living. The, the problem is, is that we haven't evolved as quickly as our environment has. I don't think we ever will. We weren't designed no. for this environment. It's um yeah. Also, we're conditioned to ask why. You think about kids. Why, mummy? Why, daddy? Yeah. Why, 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 why? Because we have to be certain of our belief systems. So the reason that we don't shift is because we believe what we believe. And actually, shifting that belief is the most important thing because otherwise, you'll always believe that you have to be who you are and do what you do until you shift that belief system. But that belief system was created by your seven-year-old self. So if you listen to this, you know, if you still believe in Father Christmas, Santa Claus, or whichever part of the world you're listening to. I hate to tell you this, but your seven-year-old self is not correct on this. It doesn't exist. So, yeah, we do learn to change things. So, But being able to do that uh, consciously and seek it, seek out a belief system and prove it or disprove it, very, very important part. Self-actualization, yeah, it's a big part of life. Yeah, I love most, that. It's hard work, isn't it, Rebecca? It's not an easy journey. Is, once you open that, it's really, you know, it's a, there's a lot to go. It's, you know, once you start, it's very addictive. Uh, once you start exactly. to understand yourself, it's very addictive. And the thing is, nothing worthwhile is ever easy. That's it. But you, yeah. when you start True. doing this work, you will, yeah, things will be, things will happen that you never believe. I always say, if you're going to set a goal that, you know, that doesn't make you laugh, it's not high enough. Do you know what I mean? So. I laugh at myself walking the dog in this heat this morning. I'm not going to lie. Like early, 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 because obviously it's getting too hot. But I was laughing at myself thinking that nobody wants to do this, not including the dog. The dogs don't even want to do this. No. Uh, but yeah, we set our we set our standards, don't we? It's been we lovely do. talking to you. Thank you very much. It's been amazing talking to you. And I could talk to you for so much longer. But I think anybody, obviously, if anybody has, you know, if this has sparked anybody's interest, then can you please let them know where they can find you? And if you're offering anything at the moment or what programs you've got available, just this is your platform to share. Very much. So, yeah, so Vivienne Joy, I'm spelt the French way, uh, VivienneJoy.com. Uh, you'll get access to a variety of things there, free things. There's quizzes, there's free trainings, there's free networking, there's free everything to get your mindset for business and also to build a business or certify as a coach or have coaching. So, um, yeah, you can find me there. You'll also find me on every social media platform. Um, I'm very visible because I definitely got out of my own way. And I know it's the way to reach people that need me. Um, otherwise, I'm not doing what I should be doing in the world, which is serving that purpose. Yeah, VivianeJoy.com. 
Ofcom uh, they have to hear from you. I'm not one of these that's like speak to my secretary. I'm like very open in the DMs. So if you've got any challenges or anything that's bugging you, you can also book a free call with me. Um, you can either book a call to have a chat or also you can have a free 30 minute NLP coaching session to understand the power of NLP because you probably don't know what it is. Or if you do know what it is, you've probably never tried it and therefore don't know how powerful it can be. So yeah, that's how you can work with me or try me or find out about me. Thank you. So why would nobody want to do it when, you know, you can. Not yeah, right, no, or is too scared or they don't know what the skills are needed by a coach. So they wouldn't know. So they're, they're yeah. typically the reason. Or, or well, hopefully, really expensive. well, hopefully anybody that is listening is a little bit clearer on that now. Thank so, yeah. yeah, go. Please do go follow Vivian, go visit her website. Sounds amazing, all of that free stuff that she's offering. I know I'm going to go and uh, download it all now because <laughs> this has been really inspirational. You are such an inspiration. And I'm yeah. so pleased um, that we made this work today. So thank you Please. so much, Vivian. Um, go off, continue to do your wonderful yeah. stuff, and hopefully we'll have you again oh. on the podcast soon. Look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please do like, comment and share with your audience. If you would like to know more about how I am championing and implementing fearless workplace wellbeing, one bold step at a time, then please do connect with me on LinkedIn or on any other social media channel using the hashtag Rebecca Healed Leadership. You can also email me, rebecca at rebecca-healed.co.uk or you will find me at www.rebecca-healed.co.uk. Thank you again for listening and I hope to see you next time.